everyone welcome to the smile project a podcast from school of dentistry i'm you thank you for joining us today this podcast is all about holistic dental education on the go this would enhance your knowledge and attitude not only towards dentistry but life as a whole tune in to hear and learn from specialists from various fields of dentistry sharing their experience and discussing topics in the realm of dentistry also we have in store a small dose of inspire and influence a section for good quotes and productivity tips so let's begin Today we have with us Dr. Joshua Pei, who will enlighten us on the subject of dental loops. A pair of dental loops sure is an investment, especially for undergraduate students like us. I'm sure many of us struggle with the dilemma of investing several months of allowance on what unfamiliar eyes may see as a pair of glasses with God knows what. Many of us may have wondered, surely spend a few thousand ringgit on a pair of customized dental loops. when I could really just get one online at a drastically lower price. Well, fret not, we have Dr. Joshua here with us today who will put our nagging concerns at rest by answering the $1,000 question. Should I really get a pair of dental loops? That really is quite impressive. It is an honor and privilege for you to be here with us today, Dr. Joshua. Hi, thank you so much Aiden and also Dennis for inviting me to be here today. I'm so happy to be here and I'm here to answer all your questions about loops. Uh, thank you very much for joining us Dr. Joshua. And of course, I'm sure by now we all know what we're going to be talking about today. And that is of course dental loops. So my first question to you would have to be, do you use dental loops on a consistent basis in your dental practice? And if so, when did you actually start using them? Okay, so um, definitely I have to use the loops because I'm invited here to talk, to talk about loops and if I don't, I, I couldn't be here today. So yes, I've been using loops for the past um, two and a half years actually and I actually started dentistry, dental school in 2014. So back then in 2014, um, I wasn't that exposed about dental loops. I wasn't that exposed about many things in dentistry as well because social media wasn't that great back then. Um, the layout you see on Instagram nowadays is so much more different. There was no story, there was no Snapchat. It's all just um, post and Facebook and Twitter. So back then, not many people know about dental loops. So it, recently, we started knowing more about dental loops is because we are aware of economics and we are aware of people complaining about their life in dentistry because of stories. So I started out knowing more about dental loops when I actually started working. And so I bought my first pair of dental loops in 2020 and it has been one of the best decisions I've made. What made you consider getting dental loops? Was it the peer pressure because you know now there's like this trend of getting dental loops um, among like dental practitioners or was it because you really needed it? You felt like your posture was getting worse or like you were experiencing back pain or were you curious to try new new gadgets in dentistry what was it yeah so definitely um very interesting take not too sure about the trend nowadays um but back in my days i was the first one to have a dental loops in between my batchmates and dental loops i started wanting to have a dental loops is because i strongly believe that you can only treat what you can see and if you can't see you are really not sure what you're putting into the patient's mouth so of course if 
if you give me a choice today, um, let's take away all the financial factors, let's take away every other factors. Definitely, if you can enhance what you see, you should totally get it. So that was, that was my point when I want to get the loops, it's actually just to enhance my work and also practices. So if you see what you do nowadays, a lot of things are related to social media, right? Everything that you post on social media is all on Instagram and those are really close up photos of your restoration, right? If I don't have a dental loops, I actually can only see the end product after I took the photos, right? I couldn't modify anything because the composite is already done, like mm -hmm. it's already polished there, right? So if I have dental loops, I actually can see the same thing I see from a camera, but it's not um, encrypt, encrypted in my eyes. I can kind of like know where I'm going from this. It's not the end product, but it's the progress along the way. So that's the importance of dental loops. Yeah, I also believe that if you can see more, you do more and you improve more from there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you talk about definitely being able to see your work more clearly and of course that results in a much better end result. Mm -hmm. But aside from being able to see clearly what you're doing, what other benefits have the loops brought you? Especially in terms of like say posture mm -hmm. and like do your restorations, do they feel better? Mm -hmm. Especially compared to when we didn't use loops? Yeah, so I like how you say the word feel better. Is it like F-I-L feel or does the restoration actually feel better? So it's actually a pun. But yes, <laughs> um, does, it does make a difference. The restoration, it makes, it feels better in the teeth. But it also makes you feel better as a clinician as well because you know that you can, you can, you know that you do the caries free well. You know that you see the cavity, you see the crack line, you remove the crack line, you see the crease line there, and you try to remove it. You know where is the enamel, you know where is the dentin. So it definitely helps you to see better and also to feel better. So Dr. Joshua, you mentioned that loops definitely improve on like a dentist's posture. So how is posture important as a dentist? Yeah, so definitely I think posture is always the double one thing as a dentist. You always have to keep your posture right. So it helps me a lot in terms of, let's say, believe it or not, if I do this, I say dental loops actually help me to, to you were talking about feeling better, right? It actually helped me to feel better mentally as well. Because if we don't have loops, right? A lot of times we are hunching over and then we are actually bending down to see something. We are so close to the patient's mouth. So what happens is that one hour of dental treatment and you are hunching, it, your head is always downwards. So when your head is always downwards and facing the ground, a lot of times you don't have a proper breathing. You have more shallow breathing because like, okay, I'm doing this. Imagine you're putting your head down right now. Everyone try with me. You're putting your head down straight up, 90 degree. And then you try to breathe. Okay, too brief. Is it more tiring when you look straight out and breathe? You can actually hear the breathing sound is a bit different. So I feel that dental looks actually help me in that because I get to correct my neck, po neck posture and helps me to see things um, at a better, better head rest. So my head is actually more straight right now compared to my angle of declination which is all the way down. And actually I became more or less cranky because a lot of times when you don't breathe properly, you, you this is like not sure if it's medically proven or not, but it's my personal preference and my personal experience. When you get a little bit more cranky because you don't have enough oxygen in your brain, sometimes it happens like that. So when I have more shallow breathing and then I get I get frustrated, I started scolding and I, give me my conversation, give me my stuff, 
give me my bonding agent. So it can actually happen. So actually, um, okay, let's put it in another place. It's like when you have a scenario where Grace Anatomy, Anatomy or like a lot of stuff where they have motivational speeches. A lot of them, the great surgeons and the speakers, they actually look up and then they do a Superman pose. Straight up. And then they, they put their, their hands at the waist, their chest up, and then they look up to the sky. So that is giving them the confidence that they have, the confidence that they can perform the surgery. So with look, you can actually look straight up, you can actually lift your head higher. It gives you more confidence rather than looking down all the time, and then you feel more, you know, humble. <laughs> yeah, so that's about it. Fun fact, actually dentistry is actually one of the most, um, one of the most occupational hazard and occupational tiring job for for people so that's why we are best friend with chiropractor yeah <laughs> that's a very interesting take and you definitely mentioned a lot about ergonomics which is definitely a very crucial thing because how can we treat patients if True. we ourselves are feeling terrible and we're feeling like our body just hurts everywhere yeah. right. so what are the adjustments that you have to get used to when you wear dental loops what, what is the major difference okay so I think for getting a loops, the major difference is definitely sitting, right? So, um, first thing first, if you want to get the loops, you always have to sit um, correctly, okay? If you're used to sitting, bending down, and then you're used to sitting, like lying down, closer to your patients, and then you wear your loops, you're just going to go deeper into the patient's mouth. But you don't want to go deeper into the patient's throat, you want to see the teeth. So first of all, you need to correct your posture. So if you want to have a dental loops, the major the first major adjustment is to sit straight, right? Always make sure you sit correctly before you start the loops. So that's the first thing. Second thing is if you never wear spectacles before, you are you are you are trying to adjust something to be on your head, and uh, on your in front of your eyes. So that is something different. So second thing is um seeing, and then the third thing is the weight, because dental loops are actually quite um. Not to say too heavy, but actually there's a bit of weight there. So you need to learn how to breathe. Okay, sometimes the nose bridge there is there's a support there. So the support can actually rest on top of your nose bridge. If you have a very narrow nose bridge, it kinda um, stop your airway for a bit. So you need to change the wider one. So these are a few major adjustments that you have to do and then of course you need but there are different types of loops with different adjustments. Uh, we go to that um, that's through the lens and there's a flip up loops. That's also the one that you have to sit entirely different from whatever you're doing. I call that the submarine loops. Yeah. So those are entirely different. So everything is have their own journey. Everything has their own phases of adjustment. Yeah. I see. You you've definitely at this point talked quite a lot on some of the benefits that loops bring you, especially mm -hmm. being able to see your work posture wise, you also improve. But through your use of them. Are there any downsides that loops actually bring? I think you mentioned something about weights mm. and the adjustment period. So mm. aside from that, is there any other sort of like downsides about loops? So um, there's nothing is perfect in the world, right? So um, if you water is good for you, but if you drink too much water, it's toxic for you. Yeah. So dental loops, of course, is very good for you, but also comes with its own. Um, I wouldn't call hindrance, but obstacles. Yeah. So um, some of the obstacles that I face. Um, First of all is this thing we call it fogging because I'm wearing PPE now, uh, full PPE and then we have to wear this tudong, we have to wear this double masking and so when you have all this mask, there are 
the loops are resting either on your mask or on your nose. So you have to think about this. So if you put it, um, uh, if you slid it in between uh, above of your mask, right? Yeah. It's actually very hard for the loops to be stable because the loops needs to rest on the nose bridge. So you have you actually have to put it on the nose bridge, then your mask will kind of create a gap because now there's something on your nose bridge, but that's where the nose tip is where your mask rests there, correct? So between the nose tip and also your loop, there is a little bit of gap. So this little gap creates an air from your breathing, and then it kind of fogs up your whole spectacles and your loops. So this is what happens. Uh, so what I can do is, like I said, it's a obstacle. It's not really like a hindrance. It's not really like the end of the world. So it's easily soft. So I just put a tape on my mask. Yeah, so I can just seal the seal the gap here. So there's no escape for my breathing. And that's it, fogging soft. Second thing is I probably think um, it affects my dental photography. Ah, so dental photography because sometimes you, there's this thing called the viewfinder. The viewfinder is where you put your eyes inside and see the, um, see the photos that you want to capture. Okay, so viewfinder um, works best if there's no obstacle. But now there's a loop. So loops have different sizes. Some are small, but some are big. The big one is like a telescope. Two minutes that telescope from your eyes, right? So you can really put your eyes in the camera. So that is when you need to adapt to it. So instead of using the viewfinder, just change the settings to the screen. So you can use your camera screen to do it. So actually a lot of little things you can just solve it. It's like life full of obstacles, but how you want to overcome it. Yeah, so these are one of the few things I find it a bit disturbing, but solvable. After knowing about the benefits of mm. using dental loops and mm. also the different obstacles mm. that are you know, able to be solved, mm. what should a potential dental student who wants to buy a dental loop, like, what should they look out for mm. when selecting a dental loop? Okay, so um, ideally setting there is a few criteria that you should be able to get a proper dental loops. Um, magnification, the clarity, um, the weight, and then the manufacturer because you want to have a good support system and then the last but not least is um, the illumination which is the lighting yeah so with all these things if you want to see the best 4k quality lens and stuff like that it's definitely going to be expensive right so um, as dental student that doesn't exist that well because you already spend so much money on your studies and right so yeah. you may not be that uh, financial, uh, financial steady to get all these things. So if you want to get something simple, I would suggest you to start with a simple one, like magnification of maybe 2.5 to 3.5, uh, because you want to start 5.0 is actually very suitable for restorations and above. You want to do biomimetic stuff. You want to do like um, endo, Endo actually the best is microscope, <laughs> but actually 5.1 and 6.1 is actually good for endo as well. So to be able to transit from a normal human eye to 5.1 to 6.1 is actually quite tough. So I would suggest you to get something um, simple, for example 2.5 to 3.5. That's also because you are still a student, you are not sure what specialty you will go in. You are still figuring how to survive in dental school. 
and how to do a proper filling and how to do a lot of stuff. So actually 2.5 and 3.5 is actually just um, it's actually perfect for you because you are, let's say this is an iPad, right? In front of you. And then you want to see something, a little word that you just want to zoom in a little bit. So you just zoom in. So what uh, 2.5, 3.5 is, you are basically still seeing the, seeing the whole article, but the words can just zoom in a little bit for you. So that's uh, just a perfect example of 2.5 and 3.5. So if you're doing a scaling, you still see the mouth. Okay, you can see the lower arch, but then it's just zoom in a little bit so that you can see more maybe from premolar to premolar. Left premolar to lower premolar, left, right, lower premolar. But if you use 5.0 and 6.0, it's actually focused straight up to the teeth. So you can't do a scaling while seeing the entire arch. You're just seeing probably, let's say, 4, 5, 4, 6, two teeth. Yeah, so that is a bit tough for you because you are limiting on what you're seeing. Okay. Yeah. And, um, you also mentioned previously about there's different types of loops. You mentioned there was the mm. flip-up loops and mm. the through-the-lens, TTL, yeah. I believe. And you also mentioned the submarine loops. Yeah. So for a beginner who is interested in getting into mm. it, um, I think the beginner ones are like the TTL and the flip-up. Mm -hmm. So between those two, which one would you kind of recommend? So um, to, to summarize, I did a little bit of um, poster on my own social media account. It's under Dr. Joshua Pei. So there I put in some benefits and also some disadvantage of using each loops. So if you guys are interested, you guys can head over there and find out. But um, for a beginner, I would say you want something that is very convenient. Just grab and put it and use it. So definitely TTL is the best. So TTL means through the lens. So what happens through the lens is that if you go to an optometrist to do a spectacles, um, so optician to do a spectacles, right? So the spectacles is meant for you. So you, they measure everything. So this is the same as the loop as well. So the team will actually come to you, measure your interpupillary distance, measure your distance or working distance, measure on which is your focusing point, and they will take a lot of photos. So that is to make the TTL lens for you. So that is to make the TTL loops for you. So that is the most easiest, the easiest, most convenient way to do it. Just grab and wear it, just like your spectacles. But if flip up, flip up would be good if you want to share with your friends. Yeah, so yeah, it's like one pair of loops you can share between friends. But the thing about flip up is that you need to know how to adjust it. But I'm pretty sure you guys will learn how to adjust it because you guys are all smart students. So definitely it's going to be easy. But that is something that a lot of people would think about. If you want to get a loose and then you're still figuring what kind of ultimate loose that you want to go to. So that is one way you can do it. So yeah, some, some tips there. <laughs> Thank you very oh, much. Can you tell us more about like submarine loops? Oh yeah, submarine loops. So submarine loops is actually by this brand called Pentax. So Pentax, um, they patented their, their, their design. So what you do about submarine is that it's sort of like a microscope. You know how your specialists, your lecturers do endodontists or uh, maybe some social media um, dentists that are so good in what they're doing so they sometimes take a picture of their practices so when you're doing microscope, it's like they are seeing straight right? and then the microscope has their own reflection that all the way down to the teeth but they themselves actually look at the, the teeth straight mm -hmm. so their hand is actually working on the model downwards near to that, let's say their hands and their yeah, in between the legs, near to that, that area, yeah? But then for microscope, they are actually looking straight. Mm. So that is actually the best way because this, this thing is called the angle of declination. So angle of declination, it means that you are actually declining your eyesight lower. 
So with most loops, right, they are following your natural sight. Natural sighting, which is your eye level. So your eye level will actually go down when you want to do work. So this creates an intense pressure at the back of your neck here. Okay, in chiropractor, they will say like C or thoracic part C, 7, C5 there, right? So this is where the intense pressure creates back then. So what submarine loops, um, they, they do is that they actually eliminate this factor. So instead of you looking down from your work, you are actually looking straight up. But instead of using a microscope which is heavy and stationed inside the clinical itself, you are actually carrying the microscope in your eyes. Yeah, so that is the thing like submarine loops. So it's weird if you look at a person uh, and you don't know what is he wearing because sometimes it looks like a blind person doing dentistry. Because like, uh, imagine the person is looking straight but the patient is at lying down, right? But they are looking straight. So, and then the nurses will, he will try to touch the, the tray on the right side, but he's actually looking straight. So it's like a blind man trying to get something from there. <laughs> so it's actually weird if you guys see the person, but you don't know that's a pentax loops. Yeah, so that is submarine loops. It's pretty good, uh, just that you need adjustment to do it. Mm. Well, um, thank you very much, Dr. Joshua, mm -hmm. for all the insight you've given us today. Mm -hmm. We've um, I'd say we've reached the end of our session, mm -hmm. so we just like to thank you once again. And you've really just, you've really highlighted some of the benefits as well as some of the, how uh, you mentioned obstacles when it comes to using dental loops. Mm -hmm. And I really hope this will, how would I say this? This will help people decide, especially dental students, decide if dental loops are meant for them. So thank you very much for that. You're most welcome. I hope that this session will kind of enlighten you to see. Um, dental loops and also in dentistry in a different way because a lot of times we just think that it's a tool to, to just invest in yourself but actually the best investment is always in your own body if dentistry is something that you want to do for the rest of your life this is some good tool to actually enhance it because um, spending a little bit of money on uh, loops can actually buy let's say five years of your career you know so it's like does it worth the money it's something that you need to think about. So I just want to make sure that you know you guys are a bit more enlightened on this topic as well. Thank you so much. It was a very resourceful and very insightful conversation with you. Mm -hmm. I like how you you know you weren't like too technical on the subject of the loops, but you incorporated your own personal experiences into mm -hmm. it. So thank you so much. You're most and, welcome. Yeah. To our listeners, thank you for listening to this episode of the Small Project. We hope you gained some valuable insights on the use of dental loops. So good luck getting a pair of dental loops yourself. You can find Dr. Joshua <coughs> on Instagram. <laughs> Dr. Joshua, would you like to share your Instagram handle? Any socials you'd like to put out there? Yeah, so no worries. You guys can always um, look me up on social media. on Joshua Pay or as well as my dental account is called Dr. Joshua Pay. And I'm more than happy to assist you on that. Do not forget to follow us on Spotify, Instagram and Facebook too to stay updated with our episodes. See you on the next episode. Bye! Thank you so much Dr. Joshua for always being so resourceful. And to our listeners, thank you for tuning in to this week's podcast. We hope you have gained some valuable insights on the use of dental loops. So good luck on selecting your pair. You can easily find Dr. Joshua Pe on Instagram. He really has got some juicy content for both dental students and dentists out there. Also, do not forget to follow us on Spotify, Instagram, and Facebook to stay updated with our bi-weekly episodes.
Thanks for listening to today's episode of the Smile Project. We hope you enjoyed. If you would like to help support the podcast, please share it with your family and friends and leave a rating or review. Thank you once again. I'll see you next time.